All right, let's, let's podcast, bitch. You got the podcast stuff? Let's do it. Okay. On coming riders, welcome to the mop. Got him. <laughs> ah! Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two best friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for today are Coaster Bro and Theme Park Stud. On today's episode, the Cuzzies, we're going to be ranking our favorite SeaWorld parks, slash Bush Garden parks, slash Sesame Place parks. Basically, we're in the SeaWorld Entertainment family. We're going to rank our favorite ones, and you're going to have to agree with it because we're always right. You're wrong. Let's go. Yo, 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 Coaster Bro, what it do? I just got done watching some uh, Try Guys. I love the call out in the intro there. That was fantastic. <laughs> I do love me some Try Guys. It's a new it's obsession new... of mine. I love that you just discovered them. It's very no. funny to me. They've been so big for so long. You're just like, have you guys seen the Try Guys? I know. If only I had, you know, like, a f- like friends that watch them and, you know, maybe communicate that to me, like maybe Coaster Bro and Coaster Bro wife just assume but, that you've probably seen him by now oh you know what we say about assuming makes an ass of you and me yeah i'm fucking done with this podcast this is <laughs> that's how we're starting <laughs> all right well it's good to see you that's back man life lessons for us, our listeners yeah yeah we're, we're here to teach teach our listeners about life <laughs> man it's uh it's spring dude it's like coaster ride season a little windy sad, yesterday. Though. I think all of them would have been shut down. Definitely the definitely the wind seekers of the of the parks. Yeah. Definitely shut down. Well, that's exciting. Do you have any uh, any fun things planned? Uh, I go on a cruise you... next week. Oh shit! Where are you going? Uh, Bahamas. This is your rescheduled one, right? Yes, we re- <laughs> we had to reschedule, but it's actually working out. The weather's going to be better. We actually got an extra day for the same price. So, um, yeah, it's a win-win-win, win-win in my book. So, well, that'll be a party. Yeah, fly down Wednesday, hop on the ship Thursday, and I'll be there till Monday. And I fly back Monday. Do you know what island you're hitting? Uh, Nassau, um, Grand Bahamas, and Coco Cay. Shit. Oh, it's always a great day at Coco Cay. That's what they say. I'm going to be kicking it. That's a. Doesn't that isn't that owned by the certain cruise yeah, ship? Yeah, owned by Royal Caribbean. Oh, so this is a Royal Caribbean cruise. You're classy. Yep. That's yeah, very classy. What classy? Yeah, you got your suit ready and stuff for for dinner. Uh, I got yeah, little dress like clothes for the one, but we'll see. Dude, you got. I heard you it's not stunt. like I heard it's not. Jacket. I heard it's not super formal, so that's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, you don't uh, have to be super duper formal. Okay, I gotcha. Well, yeah. you know, you you never overdress for anything. I'm just saying. I I never am, and I yeah. never will be. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably talk about some roller coasters and shit. We got uh, some news to react to. Kind of reordered the shows a little bit so that we can have more stuff to talk about. Make this a, a more exciting segment. And we got some. We got news. I mean, there's sad news, there's exciting news, there's funny news, there's there's, there's so much fucking news, man. God damn, let's let's get into it. <laughs> Have you seen that tilt coasters are back? No. You know what a tilt coaster is? I don't think so. You know, like on Facebook when you get tagged from like your your grandma, and there's always that roller coaster of like you you're like horizontal like on a normal roller coaster and all of a sudden the, the track starts to tilt there's a roller coaster in taiwan must be the difference between enthusiasts and fans <laughs> okay i, I see what you're talking shit. about yeah I'll, i just googled it i'm looking at it so that's okay. been like a a generational thing like it's been around for at least a decade that coaster and vacoma is coming out and like hey tilt coasters are fucking back and You'll never guess where this one's going, theme park stud. Uh, 
Does it go into... When I mean you'll never guess it, I do mean you'll never guess it. I bet it's going to Kenny Wood. No. Damn. It's a park you've probably never heard of. Um, Codaland in Austin, Texas. Just getting a tilt coaster. And um, yeah, ever heard of it? Never heard of it. Most enthusiasts hadn't heard about it until they recently announced Palindrome, which is like that Gerslauer shuttle coaster they're putting in. Coda has something to do with racing. So there's like a, a, I don't know if it's F1. There's probably a lot of, for some reason, there's a lot of crossover between F1 racing and roller coaster enthusiasts, and I don't understand it. But I think it's an like F1 we, track. I feel like we talked about this park on an early, early episode because the well, racing thing, the racing thing kind of came up. We definitely brought this up on a theme park stud reacts when Palindrome was announced. That was only a few months That's ago. That's what it was. They came out and no, announced another a... one. Yeah, because you asked me what what your thoughts are on this um, of this park with it being racing themed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, this thing's it's that. fucking blowing up. I think they're gonna have like three credits there by next year. It's making Texas look real good. But this is weird to see because this is like coming from the dead tilt coasters. Like there's only one ever. And now uh, Bacoma actually said there's going to be four coming out. And they said this on April Fool's Day, so you don't know if it's true or not. It's asshole move. But there's one going over <laughs> to Energylandia in Austria. And I'm, I'm, I've been kind of vocal about this on the podcast. I'm calling that World of Fun is getting one next year. I think because there's hard rumors out there that Orient Express or Zambezi Zinger is going to be coming back. And we think about, you've got that Dinos Alive area where Boomerang is, Zambezi Zinger, sure. But that Orient lot has been vacant for years. Orient could have could have stayed where, like, it could have existed in today's park still. Yeah. So I'm calling Tilt Coaster because it's going to be visually grabbing at the entrance. I think Worlds of Fun's getting one. That's just what I'm speculating. Interesting. I doubt it. I think it is. I think it's what... Orient Express Revenge. What's the closest thing to an aero coaster? We're, gonna get a, coaster? we're not getting a coaster. Probably like some flat ride. <laughs> Probably so. The big 50th. A fucking flat ride. Maybe so. All right. There is some fun speculation out there. HHN speculation. And you know how it is with this stuff. Speculation year round. People are trying to piece together what it's going to be. So. Whatever we're talking about here, I don't know that any of it's actually confirmed. Yeah. I do think announcements are coming soon, though. Usually and, uh, start announcing a few of the houses. Not usually the big IP yet, but a few mm -hmm. of the smaller ones they do probably in a couple months or a month. I usually have one of them that come out around now. Okay. Well, one of, one of the fun rumors that I think is interesting because it's kind of a different direction that um, HHN hasn't really gone in. There's rumored that there's going to be a the weekend house you know the singer weekend yeah yeah just kind of themed to his music and his weird antics so it could be pretty cool it could that rumored on both coasts interesting but if you think about it like that could be a real party of a fucking it makes sense though like universal music right that's a thing universal don't they own like records and shit yeah but i don't know i don't and I worked for that company. I don't know how it doesn't really tie with the parks. They're all separate, you know, yeah. different entities of NBC Universal. But I don't know about. And this isn't the first rumor of like a music house. Um, I guess in 2020, there's supposed to be a Billie Eilish. And then that fell through. And then she like changed her image. So the house didn't work anymore. And that was like scrap. So I guess the weekend's second best. I don't know. <laughs> and then um, I don't know if they've done this before in Hollywood, but they may be adding or bringing back. Maybe this is old news. Maybe maybe people are like, it's always fucking been there, Coaster Bro. A terror tram experience to the tram tour. That'd be cool. I'm sure they've done something like that before. I don't know don't if they have. Yeah, they should. I would if I was them. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of opportunity there. And it's just the idea that I'm throwing out there. And we won't dive into it because it's probably been there forever and I'm just realizing it. 
All right. Uh, another more news out of uh, SeaWorld Orlando. We're going to talk about SeaWorld Orlando a little bit later in the show. But a bold tweet where SeaWorld Orlando just posted B&M track on, a, on the back of a truck. I don't know if you saw this one. but I saw uh, something about some track. So, something. I, I saw something about this. Yeah. SeaWorld posted it. And that's just kind of how they just did that. And they were just like talking about the trees behind it or something, just like ignoring the coaster track that was there. <laughs> but um, I mean, you're pretty much confirming that there's a B&M coaster going, going in to SeaWorld Orlando. They've had that surf coaster is what everybody's calling it. Um, I don't really understand what the technology behind a surf coaster looks like. This must be replacing their stand up. Um, is a surf coaster, is that going to rock a little bit? Like you think about, um, oh, what's that Disney World ride? Seven Dwarfs, you know how the coasters kind of rock. Oh yeah, like moves a little bit. Yeah, that'd be kind of dope on a on a B and M, I think. I don't know. I don't know if B M could do that stuff. I think isn't the Seven Dwarfs Vacoma? It is. Yeah, but the technologies exist. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not excited about a surf coaster, but hopefully I ride it and I'm like, oh shit, maybe, maybe I should have been excited about it. Well, you think about it, you've got Icebreaker pretty recently added. You've got this surf coaster. Like it's another, another credit. I'm not yeah. mad at it. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually go back to SeaWorld Orlando probably next time I go to Orlando. Maybe. Definitely. I think, yeah, just, well. yeah <laughs> I'll get two more credits. I think you get, it'll be three. Have you been on, you've been on Mako. Yeah. I've been on Mako. Yeah, you have. I remember we, we mm-hmm. went on that together. Yeah. Good ride. Not the best, but good. Real good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good for SeaWorld Orlando. I like I like seeing that SeaWorld is investing in coasters and a little bit less in uh animals. That's a very cute dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, I don't know if you know anybody that's written it yet. You may, you may not. Guardians of the Galaxy, there's cast member previews happening. They're very excited about it. People are starting to drop that this is the best new ride at Disney World, rivaling stupid star wars ride rise of the resistance that was called yeah and it's not stupid it's stupid star wars is dumb but anyway guardians of the galaxy not so dumb the only marvel movie i actually enjoy and uh, i'm excited for this coaster and um yeah it's just good to hear people are liking it do you think it'll be the best ride there i mean do you think right do you think rise resistance is hard to touch right now um, I mean, a different, I mean, one's gonna be coaster, one's gonna be, you know, more of a dark ride. It just depends. So I think, I think they're both going to be good. I mean, how do you know rise is great? So mm-hmm. I'm sure Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be just as good and it's a roller coaster. So, and I think there's like some technologies on there that are going to be, I, I haven't, I haven't looked up any spoilers or anything. I don't know if they're out there yet, but I think technologically it's supposed to be a pretty, pretty stunning ride. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I mean, I feel like anything to push it out now is just going to be the best of the best. Speaking of, Tron is testing. So that's great news. I, I don't know when that's scheduled to open. I think there's dates out there, but. Yeah, I looked it up one time. I don't remember. I think it's in, like next year, I think it is. Okay. I think Guardians is this year, then Tron's next year, I think. Dude, I haven't been to Orlando since. Was it? January 2019, I think, when you and I went. Yeah, it has something new since... at every park. Yeah, I haven't been to Orlando since January of 2022, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congrats. I'm technically going this week. I'm not really going for Orlando. I'm only going to be in Orlando for the airport. You always just end up in Orlando. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of easy since I have a lot of friends on there. <laughs> yeah, got to go. Got to have a reason to go back. Um, speaking of Orlando, tragedy news coming in from the uh, drop tower. Um, pretty much exactly what we talked about. When Are they manipulated the sensor? Yes, which is, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say shit. we called it. I called that shit. But we called that shit. You know, you and I, ride operators, um, ride managers at one point, 
obviously, you know, we're not just we're not just going around saying it's the operator's fault. Seatbelt should have been on there. Blah blah blah. No, we saw we saw what happened, and yeah, terrible. They manipulated it seven inches. Yeah, seven fucking inches. <laughs> no wonder he that's that's definitely not the operator's fault. Well, it's operator's fault from like a management standpoint, but not like a just a normal ride operator. It would be like, interesting to see like what was the conversation. Like, was this like an operations manager saying, hey, there's not enough larger people fitting on this ride. Let's make one or two bigger seats. Like, did that, you think that happened? I'm curious if they had like the manufacturer, like if they were in on it, like what kind of conversations went down? I don't even curious. It is sounding like there wasn't. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But man, somebody's going to be in deep shit. You Mm -hmm. You killed a kid trying to be more accommodating because i think that's i think that's what had to have happened because they knew seat one and there's another one that was manipulated not as much were the seats to put people that weren't fitting in the regular restraints yeah the manufacturer didn't approve that fuck you yeah i mean i'm pretty sure they didn't talk to manufacturer because they i don't think they would approved it but you never know so you never know uh it's just terrible 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 but um yeah that had to be i mean the the restraint didn't fail like it obviously was the proxy switch why were people speculating other other things come on folks (laughs) anyway um on in like cooler news there's some litigation out there i don't know if you saw this story it just kind of hit um cedar fair um Basically, a district court judge denied dismissal motion from Cedar Fair in a class action lawsuit against Cedar Fair for a partial refund on how they handled their season passes for 2020 season. So, and I think I think Cedar Fair is fucked here. I really do, and I'm excited to get my money because I'm I'm gonna be first in line to be like, yo, fuck you, Cedar Fair. You know what you did. So. I bought, I just like to go back. I bought my 2020 season pass in 2019 in full. And I've mentioned this many times before, but the only reason I buy a season pass to Worlds of Fun, it's not for the coasters that I've ridden a hundred times that are not new, no new rides, nothing like that. I was going for Winterfest. I was going for events, which they completely cut in 2020. And they condensed that schedule down to like three fucking months, something like that. And remember, it was like they only operated like June, July, August during the hottest times of the year. And you had to wear those fucking masks. And it was just like, I had no interest in going in 2020. You get the free pass in 2021. Still no Winterfest. Still a condensed schedule. They opened later, which they opened later this year, too. So they kind of banked on that a little bit. But man, I think a partial refund is totally doable here. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I mean, they gave us a full year for, I mean, they gave us, I don't say full years. Let me rephrase that. But they gave us the second year for the most part for free. Like, I don't know. That's how I look at it. So going into it though, I don't think I would have, I don't know that I would have got one if I would have known this is like the product I would have bought. Yeah, but I mean, no one knew there was going to be a pandemic, so that's not Cedar Fair's fault. That's not anybody's fault, you know what I mean? My whole thing on is like, they, you know, 2020 paid for it, wasn't a good year. They mm-hmm. gave you 2021. Yeah, the events weren't there and stuff, but it still was two years for the price of one for the most part. That's yeah, how I look at it. There was one event. It was hot I think, one year. I, yeah, I just think and I visited once. Like, fuck I think you. it's just getting. I think it's. Just, I, I get that. I think yeah, partial refunds fine. But like at the end of the day, I don't care. Like, it is what it is. It's it's a cheap pass anyways. It's a hundred bucks. Like, I mean, yours was probably a little more expensive. Because I think you had some other stuff on there than mine was. But I got I this too. But I did get two. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like what's well, going to be like ten dollars 
$20 partial refund. I don't care about that. That's, that's chump change. So, Oh, I'm going for it. And I'm going to let you know. Uh, what, 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 what uh, I, I think that's just people being Karens over little, over little small stuff. Cause really at the end of the day, the pandemic was it. And it was staffing issues. That's why they didn't have these events. No one wants to work there. And then, you know, because I mean, staffing issues are hitting everybody. It's not just Cedar fair. Like what are they going to do? Just have an event, have staff just to make people happy. It's going to be a shitty event then. So it's going to be a lose-lose no matter what. As someone who works in recruiting, I call bullshit. I think they were just trying to save money. You were literally on the podcast when we talked about this, and you agreed <laughs> that it was staffing issues because it is. You go back to our episodes and listen to it. So I'm looking and you back. Know, and you I'm know in recruiting, back. it's already hard to get fine staff and everything. I, it's hard where it was. I did, we had to up prices at Lenexa. They, they just started they ended up from $10 to $14 starting as lifeguards. And that's the only way they got staffed by doing that way. Cedar Fair didn't do that. And I, I know they upped it a little bit. They did. They were, I mean, they were, I think they're up to 21 now. Cause I know worlds of funds having troubles right now. And uh, there's food. If you're working foods, they're paying 21 an hour yeah. right now. That's insane. <laughs> so like, I mean, just think back when we worked there and I granted that was a long time ago. It was 14 years ago. Well, 10 years ago, last se- season I was there probably a little bit less like eight or nine or whatever for you mm-hmm. and uh we were making like what 725 825 10 bucks an hour like but then on the other hand too though if you think about three if you have a, a year of three months where you have operators you know how many people like their job when we worked there was like worlds of fun and then like for two or three months they'd work at like hy V or something and then but like how many of like regular staff probably left when they found out World of Fun was only going to be open for three months? Yeah. <laughs> Again, that just supports my case. It's a staffing issue. Well, they so. created their own staffing issue. That's what I'm saying. Oh, open in three three months. That's not a staffing thing. That's a cut money thing. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. But think about it. At the end of the day, they have to make a they have to make a profit. Like they can't just like run a business and lose money just to make people happy. Then they're gonna they go out of business. But they can for one year. And I think they did anyways. They gave everyone free passes. Think about all the money they didn't get back from the from the season passes in 2021. We took a loss at Lenexa. We did the same thing at Lenexa Pools. You had a pass in 2020. You got a free pass in 2021. It renewed automatically. Mm-hmm. And we took, and granted, the money that we had there was a lot less. But granted, I'll say in the grand scheme of things, we probably lost like 30% of our revenue that comes in. So they did the same things. So how, how are you going to fault them for that? You know, at the end of the day, they have to make money. If not, they're going to have to lay people off and fire people or close parks. So then... Is that what you want? All I'm saying is, uh, you know, SeaWorld Parks, they got through it. Six Flags got through it with different strategies, more events, making their pass holders happy. I'm not uh, disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing (laughs) that way. I'm just saying, hey, this is the way they went down. Why kick them when they're down when that's just going to cause negative effects down the line? All I'm saying is. So when you get that flat ride for the 50th anniversary and say that coaster you want, it's because you sued them. That's on you. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just excited that Worlds of Fun might be paying for my Silver Dollar City Pass this year. Oh, you're not gonna get that much money. If anything, you're gonna get like <laughs> it's probably gonna be like five, ten bucks. That's all you're gonna get. Class action suits usually turn into just like a very small percentage. Not gonna get like a full refund by any means. Okay, then they can buy my cinnamon bread. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm you gotta keep us posted how much money you get back from this. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah, I know it's not a thing. And yet. it's actually probably gonna be. Wait, did they just start it? Yeah, it's not. It's not like an official thing oh, yet. Yeah, it's gonna be like years before you see that money. Oh, I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let everybody know. Because <laughs> I think I got an email from something that I guess I, was, I don't even remember what it was. This was like six or seven months ago. I got an email and they're like they gave us the option. I forgot what it was. It was was it my fitness pal? No, it was something else. I don't know what it was. But basically it was like option of declining it or going through it. But then you had to like send in this documentation and stuff. And all I was gonna get was like a dollar and fifty cents. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do all this work just for a dollar and fifty cents. Like is this more work just than it would be. So I did just do it for something and I got like eleven dollars back and it's it's on like an electronic gift card and 
you can't use it for partial payment. Like your money has to be on the gift card and that's how much you can use. <laughs> it's like, Hey, this is kind of a ripoff. Well, I, I had, uh, I had my, my flights got delayed last time I came back from Orlando for spirit and they gave me two, uh, $50 vouchers. I was like, sweet. So I was going to book my, I, like, I don't really want to fly spirit again after that, but I was like, you know, I, yeah. I'm not going to go, I'm going to use these vouchers. Why not? It's a hundred dollars. It's like a free uh, flight one way. Yeah. And well, it turns out you can only use it for the flight portion. So any kind of taxes or baggage, like fees or anything <laughs> like that. Which is so, how they make their money at Spirit. Basically. <laughs> so I had my, I, I had a round trip set up. It was be like $167 total. And I included two bags um, or a bag both ways, yeah. um, which is like 80 bucks just in and there. So like bags itself was half of the ticket, which is crazy. I tried to use it and it just wouldn't, it only took off like 30 bucks because the flight portion was so cheap, but everything else <laughs> I was like, what is this? But then I did it. So I, I actually, I'm flying down Southwest and then I'm flying back spirit, but I was able to use like, I don't know how on the one flight I was able to use like $80 of that hundred dollar voucher, which was kind of weird. I don't know how it worked that way. And it covered my baggage that time. It went through. I'm not going to question it, but it didn't, it wouldn't let me do it the first time when I tried it. So, okay. Spirit. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, and then the last bit of news. Uh, okay, I went. Put yourself in your shoes. Let's pretend like you're a ride supervisor at Kings Island. Your ride is Orion. You're walking up to it, and a ride is half engaged on the lift, and then right outside of the station, a train's been dispatched and bumped into the train on the lift. Because that's what happened. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um i rock so, didn't save it i'll tell you that so like, somebody, somebody didn't do their scan <laughs> just dispatched it into a fucking riding how far up how far up the lift was it you know how like i have to, I have to look up a think about patriot you know that spot where it hits and like if it doesn't engage on the lift it's like you have to eat back and stuff. Uh, okay yeah yeah at the bottom of very the base of it yeah but something was wrong with the fucking proximity switch. But also, did the ride operators dispatch? <laughs> oh, 100% they did. Did they not see the fucking train at the base of the lift? Where's your IROC scan? IROC is supposed to prevent that. Is IROC scan supposed to look at the base of the lift? Yeah, you. well, you're supposed to violently whip your head around. <laughs> And allegedly you look at the you know you look you're supposed to catch that shit so they the the sop says violently look your head around it doesn't tell you what to look for oh it does it tells you to look for you know trains not engaged to the lift people in little line gates make sure everything's right before you dispatch yeah um, no i agree with that yeah it had to be that unless like the that. station brake failed and it just went through the station oh, that have, have happened to- They've had to have dispatched it. So that's what I think too. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it did just break and it just kept going without <laughs> it when it came into the station. If that's the case, then it's not the operator's fault. But even in the ride, there's something malfunctioned of some sort because it should have should have recognized there was a train on the lift and it should have dispatched. It should have kept in the station until it cleared the lift. Cause you know, when I worked at Patriot, you can't dispatch it till the trains dropped off the lift. So even yeah. if I wanted to. Yeah. Unless it was a maintenance mode, I think but even then I don't I'm sure there's a way to were, override it. I think there were people on it. But you could just switch it to maintenance mode with people on it. I mean yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, oh, this is a key, so yeah, maybe it was a maintenance. A intern. smiler, smiler all over mm, again. Smiler all over again. Something to think about. All right, that's the news though. Um just a BM giga bumping into each other. Not, that's that's weird on a BNM. That's why yeah. it's like double strange. But anyway, you react no to injuries, some shit. I'm assuming. I don't really know. Oh. I just like looked on my phone before we started recording and saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully nobody's injured. Nice. I don't think it would have really injured anybody. That's a. Yeah, it's possible. The train's going at a pretty low speed. There's a potential. There's a potential. Probably somebody with a strained neck or something. All right. That was the news. Thanks for reacting to it. Um, now let's let's get to the ranking 
Let's be let's be the rank kings. Just kidding, we can't Ooh. do that. Somebody else does that. All right, so I don't know. It was a year ago, two years ago, something like that. We recorded show ranking Six Flags parks. We ranked Cedar Fair parks, and then we ne- we never did the Sea World parks. So thought we got to we got to give love to Sea World. They almost bought Cedar Fair. It's disrespectful for us to not even try to rank these parks. So what we'll be doing is we will be ranking the seven main basically what qualifies is that it has a roller coaster in it we're going to rank it that makes sense we're not going to rank the aquaticas we're not going to rank the discovery codes but we might give a shout out here or there i know you've been to a discovery code you probably want to shout it out at some point in the countdown i've never been to an aquatica park or a discovery cove so i've been to aquatica and discovery code in Orlando. there you go so you might be able to give us some insight here so um how do we want to do it do we just want to start with seven seven you, you share your seven i share mine we keep going like yeah okay that works that's how we'll do it i'll go ahead and give it a start and we'll start with my seven um i am going with number seven sesame place and this is it's kind of unfair because it's not even open yet <laughs> the san diego sesame place and what's unique about this this used to be a Knox, a not soak city it used to be aquatica and they're taking an interesting stance and turning this primarily water park into a primary water park with a few rides. So they're going to be having like a, like it's a Grover coaster, um, like kitty family coaster that you see at pretty much all sea world slash bush gardens parks. So it'd be a great addition. There's a couple flat rides being added as well. Um, but mainly a water park. And I do think it's genius because what is an Aquatica? What gets people excited about to visit Aquatica? Slides. Slides. But what gets people excited about visiting a sesame place? Sesame. Yeah. Seeds. Sesame seeds. That's right. And a cookie monster slide. <laughs> yeah. 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 So... I think it's really cool that they took the Sesame Street brand and they're just like, you know what? Let's do a water park. Here's the big bird slide. Here's the cookie monster slide. Like that's more fun than like some made up IP of Aquatica, some weird story of slide you can't pronounce kind of thing. So um, that's my vote for number seven. I It's my lowest, but it's also, I think it's a really cool idea what they're doing, kind of making the water park more of a hybrid experience with a, a dry park. That is also my number seven. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna um, laugh if this identically matches. That would just be hilarious to me. It could. I think. I think it'll be off. I think we're gonna have a lot of similar ones, but I think it will be a little bit different. Yeah. Um. No, I, I didn't. I didn't realize it was an old water park that they kind of transferred over. So I think that's pretty cool and everything. Um, how they're doing that, and I agree with you. I think having those IPs and kind of having that would be a little more kind of family friendly versus just a random. And I feel like typically water parks have that kind of Hawaiian theme. And I can even speak for that self with Volcano Bay kind of had a similar type <laughs> theme, you know, well, at least just, you had a cool fucking like a uh, volcano, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that so big I, volcano off of I five. Yeah. That place. <laughs> I four, but, um, I-4, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's kind of cool though having like the Sesame Street kind of theming and having a, like Elmo slide, Cookie Monster slide. I think that's cool. So, uh, but yeah, only one little coaster. Would I go there potentially if I have something free that day? I don't know. It'll be a stretch. Depending on how the how the vacation plans out. So. Yeah, and you're probably looking at a pretty high ticket price too because it is a it says starting at sixty four ninety nine. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. For I'm on the website right now. <laughs> uh, add a few more coasters. I'll think about it. But yeah. Or if I have a friend that works for SeaWorld Parks, I might be like, hey, <laughs> trying to get this credit, homie. How you been? All right. I guess we can move on to number six, which I think is also very predictable. If you want to go ahead and start with yours. <laughs> uh, mine's Sesame Place there you in go. Uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of the same thing, you know. I, I think it'll be a fun park to go to. Um, it's just I love, you know, I love family type parks, but also, you know, if I'm gonna spend that kind of money, 
I want to have more thrilling rides, not even just coasters, but just rides in general. Um, it maybe if I have kids, this would be a whole different story, but I don't right now. So number six on the list. Yeah, man, it is also my number six. Um, I think the difference between this one and the San Diego park is with Oscar's wacky taxi, I would consider dropping 60 bucks for it. Just, I mean, I think you have two quality credits and like, it'd be fun enough to go in and waste my money there. <laughs> it would be a money waste, but, um, you know, you get on Oscar's wacky taxi four or five times. If you like it, maybe it's worth it. That being said, with Oscar's Wacky Taxi just constantly being closed these past couple of years, I think I'm going to spend my uh, my time somewhere else. But there you go, number six. So let's get into the exciting parts. I think we're getting into the major, full-grown a theme park experience. We now we've, we've knocked we've knocked them out. So go ahead. This is kind of what gets hard. I, I yeah. This is so. I think five. Five through four for me is the hardest because with my picks, honestly, somebody could just give me one different point and it would like rock the order so, up. I'm going to go with SeaWorld San Diego. Okay. As my number five. So you're, call- you're saying that SeaWorld San Diego is the worst SeaWorld park, basically. That's what I'm saying. And I'm looking at their rides right now, and I'm kind of comparing them. Like, what gets you excited about it, not visiting that park? I mean, some of the coasters do. Like, Emperor looks all right. Yeah, it looks all right. It looks good. I mean, I think Manta looks all right. Electric Eel looks all right. Yeah, but you've ridden an Electric Eel. You know? Well, I've ridden an Electric Eel at. Yeah. Where at? You have ridden it at um, a Bush Gardens park. Um, oh, at Bush Gardens mm-hmm. Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's all right. That's I mean that's why I'm like, some of these is just like okay, and then, Tattle Twister. It's powered. Oh, it's like a. It's almost like a Larson Looper. That all right. Yeah, I think so it's. To me, it's not a roller coaster. Yeah, so it's not a roller coaster. People so count like, it. But I don't know. Yeah, and they, I mean, they have a JTA, which is cool, but like, a, you know, it's, I, I'm definitely, want, I definitely one. want to go here. I would say Manta is probably their best coaster, just yeah. looking at it. I also want to go. This, yeah, this I, is, yeah, where... I want to, yeah, I want to go. It's not like I don't want to go, but I don't know. I just don't think, and I mean, it is hard. And this was between, I don't want to give away my next pick, but, um, I'll go yeah. ahead and say what my pick is. And uh, number five is San Diego for me as well. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because <laughs> there's there's just nothing there that's like excites me as like, okay, one of these coasters is going to break ground and be like a top 25. That's not going to happen here. Like they're all just, they might fit in my top 100 like towards the top. But like it's just, like nothing gets me excited there. And like okay. I've been, and this is the only one I haven't been to, and I've been to the other two parks, and like I know what a SeaWorld park feels like. I imagine it's going to feel the same here. But yeah, what were you saying? Like I'll definitely go when I'm in San Diego. It's not, there's no if and or buts about that. But yeah, just not not my favorite. No if ands or but 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 <laughs> if I had to if I had to pick them, um, this would be the last one I go to, which is go. technically the last one I haven't been to. Minus Sesame Places. Yeah, my assessment places. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and hear your number four. I'm going to laugh if it's the same as mine because I think it is. Uh, San Antonio. <laughs> yep, that's what mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I was, so I was going back and forth between San Antonio. But really, I think what kind of got me for San Antonio compared to um, San Diego was yeah. basically, I think it was Stingray that kind of really just put it over the top for me. Yeah. Um, so just adds a different different type of ride there, and I think it's just a little more interesting. Yeah, and you know we have been to this park, but we went on a rainy day, so we only rode like the Batman clone and the Kitty Coaster. Yep. <laughs> so like I have an itch to get back to this place, and when I do, it's like 
I hear Steelio is one of the best Morgan hypers, which, you know, that could that could like get in your top 50. And I feel like Texas Stingray could be in your top 50. New GCI is exciting. Yeah. So that, that's the difference between San Diego and San Antonio. Now, huge knock on the park is there's not much else outside of the coasters. I mean, the shows. You've got the shows. But, um, yeah. That's just – I think it's number number two in the SeaWorld chain or then the SeaWorld branded parks. I agree. Let's hear let's hear number three. Uh SeaWorld Orlando. Yeah, that's mine too. <laughs> fucking identical. Um and that okay, this is just just so out there. Like the SeaWorld chain compared to the Bush Garden chain, it's just not it's you look at it and like they just don't have the the coaster lineup like like the Bush Garden parks have. SeaWorld Orlando comes the closest. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's it's just a lot of B and M's, and I, I guess you could say that for the Bush Garden chain too. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know. Just there's nothing. They're all kind of very vanilla in a way. Like there's nothing that really. I mean, I would say Manta is probably my favorite flying coaster, even though that pretzel hoop is intense. But it's probably yeah. my favorite one I've been on. Me too. And I think it's my favorite. Yeah, and Journey to Atlantis is fun for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's not going to be a you know top ten top fifty relic. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. I, I don't have it. I don't think I have it in my top one hundred. Yeah, no, it's like bottom uh, bottom hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. But wet. it's it's still unique for what it is. And but other than that, it's like cool. And I haven't been on Icebreaker. You know that. And that looks okay. Yeah, it looks fun. But I again, that's not going to change change anything for me. Dude, I'm, I'm on the same page. No, yeah. I do want to give like a compliment to the SeaWorld parks because I do think they are building into that Bush Gardens brand. Like these past couple of years, they've been pushing like, let's let's get the coasters up here. Let's, let's focus a little bit less on the animals and more on these coasters. And I think that's a wise move um, based off of what's been happening to their brand over the past decade or so. And um, yeah. I, I would say good for them there because I, th- I would say like the general public, when they hear SeaWorld, they hear less about like less complaining. Like it's not as trendy as it was uh, when Blackfish came out to just mm-hmm. bash them um, because they had to change off of it. But so I don't know if they're actually doing it because they want to do it or if they're like, <laughs> they have to, but um, you know, SeaWorld Orlando with, with Kraken with, um, Mako, which Mako, I think it's a top three BNM hyper, depending on who you ask. You've got some elite coasters there. Now, everybody always shit on their uh, Antarctica ride. I kind of miss it. Like, I, even though it was dumb, I love a stupid dark ride. So I wish that was <laughs> still there. I uh, wish they didn't close it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I would give a shout out to SeaWorld. They did have uh, some pretty fun events, and we we went to one, Brews Barbecue and Bands, and we saw Alan Yay. Jackson. Yeah, that was a fun day. So good times we've had at SeaWorld Orlando, which kind of also gives a little bit of a bump for it for it for me in my in my book. And honestly, the SeaWorld parks, the, the events are there. Like they have figured out their season pass holder base. And how to like make those people happy. Yeah. Unlike Cedar Fair, who owes me like twelve dollars. <laughs> All right, let's get to the big two, I guess. Let's see well, if we uh... real quick, I like to throw in an honorable mention. I would okay, even okay. put Discovery Cove, the uh, one of the water parks in Orlando that's owned by the SeaWorld chain above all these parks. Holy um, shit. Yeah, just because uh it's an awesome time. Um, it's not like it's not like a traditional water park. We're gonna have like a bunch of rides and stuff. There's not even any water slides there. Yeah, there's no water slides there. I could be wrong on that. Um, but basically, we'll it's like uh, um, <laughs> it's like an all-inclusive resort for the most part. You need tickets a little expensive. I don't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head, but they only allow a certain amount of people in per day. But it's kind of like a relaxing time where they have like a little bit of a lazy river, but it's kind of more of a natural looking one. And you kind of float around. 
you you put on wetsuits because you can actually get into like water and swim with some of the fish and sharks and stuff and so the water's a bit colder so that's kind of cool you get to do that they usually have animals it's like um there's like beachy areas we can kind of hang out play volleyball there's hammocks and stuff so and all you could eat and then all you could uh drink too of like basic kind of like beers and stuff like that so it's a great time if you just like want to hang out and just vibe all day uh i think it's it's a lot of fun i've only been once but i had a blast when i was there so i gotta get myself to one of those yeah I think it's definitely worth it. It's more of a chill, relaxing day for sure. And I think it's, it's a must. So, and then I'm guessing your aquaticas would be like below Sesame place or, or not. Um, it depends. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're, we're looking at, we're a theme park, um, you know, podcast, roller coaster podcast. So you're definitely going to put that above water parks but this is, I think there's more to do for an adult at one of the aquaticas, you know, but it's, you know, pick your poison. It's to pick, you have to, are you water park day? Or is it a, is it a theme park? Day? That's very really how it's going to determine that. So. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's okay. Go. Water parks. I don't have anything against them. So, but I haven't been back. They've added some stuff since they added the one in Orlando um, since I went there. So I think it'd be pretty cool to check out. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get back to the top two and let's, let's keep a poker face through it. Um, for this number two pick, um, would this be identical? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's see what's your number two. I'm gonna keep my poker face on. Mine is Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Okay, so I picked Bush Gardens Williamsburg. I love it. It's a great park and everything. Or Bush Gardens Europe, I guess. Um, it's, Will- it's Williamsburg. It goes back and yeah. forth all the time. Right mm-hmm. now, it's Williamsburg. You know, a lot of coasters here, um, a lot of good ones, some classic ones like Oppengeist and Apollo's Char- Chariot and stuff. Um, I had a blast when we were here that day. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, I think I also really liked Verbolton, from what I remember. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Um, but yeah, it was, a fun, it was a fun one. I just... If I had to compare it to, to Tampa, like to me, just I've had more fun at Tampa. I enjoyed the coasters a little bit more there. Um, the park as a whole. Now, granted, there's some things at Williamsburg I really enjoy. Like, I, you know, like the um, the dark ride that they have at um, Bush Gardens. I forgot the one off the top of my head. It was like that. The, the dead part and the one that's no longer. There. Oh, it's not there anymore. Dark oh. Castle's gone, bro. I'm also that was second then but you're right that was one of the best rides there yeah it was it was really cool um the landscaping's nice but i could say that for tampa as well but i think this landscaping at williamsburg is just a little bit different and better in my opinion if you had to compare to both but i think if it it really came down to rides and the amount of fun i had there and and that's where tampa kind of took the um the cake for me at least all right what's your number two did they match 100 percent Take a minute. Think, did it match? Who knows? And I'll let you know. It did not match. Oh. My number two is Bush Gardens Tampa. And, you know, I it's kind of hard to argue, honestly, even. Um, because Tampa, okay, you know, people people always say, Cedar Point, best coaster park in America. Six Flags Management, best coaster park in America. But I think you have an argument here that Bush Gardens Tampa is the best coaster park in America. When you look at the rides that are there, and I'm not even, this is a bad argument now. I almost feel like I need to switch my answer after this, but <laughs> Montu, in my opinion, is the best invert. You've got yep. Cheetah Hunt, which, you know, you're comparing it to fucking Maverick. It's a family-friendly Maverick, which, where do you rank that? It's awesome. Sheikra's good. Um, you got fucking... What's the old Kumba? I think is Kumba. the best sit down B and M. Not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. You got Iron Gwazi, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of people are, I think, top top three RMCs at least. There's people that say it's better than Steel Vengeance. There's people that say it's not. That's the argument. I'm, I don't I'm know. curious to see how it's gonna. I feel like it's just gonna be like a Steel Vengeance, where it's gonna be super like intense and stuff. Uh, I've heard it's gentle. Interesting. Which is like a complaint and also like a, not a complaint. Yeah. But um, I think you're looking at 
maybe the best coaster park in America. Why I don't rank it as my number one is that I think Busch Gardens Williamsburg is the prettier park. So I, I think, um, is it a tropical theme? What, I mean, what is it? It's there's more palm trees and like more sunshine. Like, it's not very, it's not as shaded there, I guess. I don't know At what it is. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's definitely true. It's not as much shade. And there's a lot more animals at Tampa. Yeah. I don't know that I need the animal part of it. So I guess, I don't know. Uh, I can't even put my pinpoint on like why it is number two, but it's my number two. So why don't you go ahead and talk about your number one and why Tampa is your number one? I mean, it comes down to the rides, like you said. I mean, they have a great lineup of rides. I agree with you. I think they have some of the best coasters in america and i think it's so underrated to a certain degree even though it's like a very popular park but like i mean you kind of named some of the big ones but like you even have like scorpion in there you know a little sports car like you do you know that's that's awesome um i even like cobus curse it's you know oh, it's yeah. good yeah forgot about um, Cobus curse yeah it's it's good it, it's good i agree with you from the the shade perspective <laughs> and all that kind of stuff and then like there's really i don't know everything else around there is just kind of blah like going to the park it's not very exciting like it's not like a cool uh, but once you're at the park it's fine it's just mm-hmm. everything else about it's just like and they their halloween events really fun i've done their um i've done their halloween event a couple of times and it's it's really good um i kind of like to compare it to like if hhn and like cedar fair that's something I could really compare it to kind of had like a baby. It'll mm-hmm. kind of be that where it's still on a kind of HHN level, but also has kind of that more homegrown feel of like a Cedar Fair event. So it kind of has a good middle ground of that. So where sometimes HHN can be a little bit too commercial or too like, you know, like, okay, this is just not as scary or realistic. Just walking through a movie that. set. Yeah. You got that with the ones at Bush Garden. So um i think it's a good time i don't know that's why i can't put it over williamsburg even though i really like williamsburg a lot too so it was close but tampa is always gonna win that for me and uh, to add to your argument even a little bit more i think the the uh the weather at at tampa kind of lends itself to better events so like williamsburg does have a, a halloween and a christmas event but it's cold you know, it's coasters just, aren't running as much. Like, that's true. All right, but anyway, my number one, Bush Gardens Williamsburg. I think it's just real damn pretty. I like their coaster collection. It's not, it's not the best one. Nobody's arguing that Bush Gardens Williamsburg is the best coaster collection. But what they do have, Verbolton, is like a one of a kind, unique coaster, which I love. Apollo's Chariot, Solid Hyper. You've got Pantheon now that, you know, there's. Everybody kind of likes it, I would say. Um, probably sitting people's top 25s now. You got like a, I have a soft spot for like small woodies. So I haven't ridden Invader, but I think I would enjoy Invader. And, you know, the whole vibe of the place, like when you're walking through that Italy section, even if there's nothing going on there, it's really pretty. I like the, the entrance. I like that they have Loch Ness Monster. I think that's an iconic ride. And, uh, I don't love Alpengeist, but I do love how Alpengeist looks. So, yeah. like, when you're talking about, like, pretty, I think it's the prettiest park in America. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, checking myself. I don't know. I could give, like, Dollywood or... Sonar City? Yeah, Sonar City could do it. I, I think it's it just depends. I, I agree with you. It is one of the prettiest parks. It hasn't won that award so many times, too. It probably has. Yeah. The landscaping is gorgeous there. Mm-hmm. It's just something about that park. It feels like a, a warm hug. And that's what I look for in a music park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice warm hug. Well, I'm glad we fucking mixed it up a little bit. The top two. I know, right? It was hilarious. Like, that would have been a boring ass show. <laughs> so, yeah, that is number seven. This is unanimous. Yeah. Maybe that's why we didn't, maybe that's why we didn't do this right after Six Flags and Cedar Fair. Because, like, I think it would be the same list. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, and it's funny because even our ones and twos, we're just like, yeah, like, I mean, it could definitely be any of those spots, really. Like, they're both fucking awesome. I don't know. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that was fun ranking the parks. I hope you all enjoyed that part. And we're bringing back a segment now. Back from the dead. The thought of the week. T-H-O-T. Thought of the week. And um, this is where, for those of you that may not have listened to the show recently, or maybe the early shows at least, this is where everybody on the podcast just brings up a thought of the week. It can be anything. It can be off topic. It can be coaster related. It can be anything. And um, we just talk about it. Nobody knows ahead of, ahead of time what's going to be brought up. It's just authentic conversation. So why don't you go on? Theme Park said, do you have a thought yet? No, I really don't. It really doesn't. Okay, I'll go first, and then maybe maybe you'll have a thought. <laughs> Which this is why we cut thought of the week in the beginning, because, oh, shit, I haven't thought of thought of the week. <laughs> All right, my thought of the week. Um, we're getting ready to ramp up. World of Fun is opening up this weekend when you're listening. So this upcoming weekend is opening day at World of Fun. You won't find me there. They owe me twelve dollars, um, but <laughs> um, I'm nostalgic this time of the year because you know we've got our friends. We've got like our ride operators that still work there. They're like homies, you know, Eric, and like there's a couple of ride operators just to add me to groups and stuff, and I just like watch them talk about it. It's kind of sad, and and but I'm in those groups and I do read <laughs> the conversations. And do you remember how fun it was whenever working in ride operations were 19, 20, 21 years old and the placements came out of where everybody was working. You're finding out who you're going to work with this year, who your bosses were. Maybe you just got a promotion and you find out what ride you're in charge of. Remember that? Oh yeah. That was the best. I, I mean, that usually was like, like a month ago at this point. It was. Yeah. It was a month ago at this point because they are opening up this upcoming week. So they're like finalizing their training. But those training weekends training. were also fun too. Yeah, training weekends were a good time, all that fun stuff. You know, you're like 18, 19, and you're like, hmm, hope I have some cute girls on my on my crew, you know? Oh, yeah. We definitely had that conversation once or twice as 18, 19-year-olds. So, uh, yeah, it was just always a good time. And it's like, sweet, I'm going to be working with Theme Park Stud this year. Or I'm not, or whatever. And then you're, like, finding out who your, like, partner of, like, a lead is going to be. That shit was just so fun. And the training weekends, man. Like, I wish I could bottle that up and just open it and get that feeling sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Excellent. So I'm going to monologue. Um, <laughs> just received a message from Theme Park Studs saying, keep talking. I take care of something. That might take a couple minutes. So I'm going to keep reminiscing. Um, you know, I might just run through year after year. This is a really bad time. I was getting ready to throw it over to him. But, um, yeah, I'll keep monologuing here. That's fine. I think of uh, 2008. The 2008 year was, like, exciting because I went into my interview with the director of operations, and I was with this other girl. And he was like, well, I, need some, I want to put one of you at Mamba, and I want to put one of you at Patriot. And we had that conversation and he asked if we were afraid of heights. And I, I just said no, because I was like, well, if I say no, maybe I'll get Mamba, but I don't know which one I want more. Do I want Mamba? Do I want Patriot? I don't know. Thankfully the girl said, I am afraid of heights. <laughs> Walking up the Mamba lift hill would be an issue. So I was like, screw it. I want to do that. So like literally I, I went to Mamba because I wanted to walk up the lift hill, which Definitely worth it. It's a fun experience. And um, I'm glad we picked that because that's when uh, I met old theme park stud here. If I would have went Patriot in that interview, if I would have uh, been like, yeah, I'm afraid of heights, I may never have met Chef Jeff and theme park stud. Coaster Cuzzies might not have existed. How weird would that have been? Then the year after that, I went down to the Fury of the Nile. That was a great year. I I don't like water rides, but working the Fury of the Nile was one of my favorite rides because you're out in the sun. You're working on a treadmill, so you're just you're getting your tan all summer, and to stand still, you got to walk in place. So like you're dropping weight, man. You're tan. You're feeling good about your life. That was just a good time. It was always fun working in the towers and just seeing people go by and you know pretending to push the 
non-existing button that was in the tower. Don't push the button. Don't push the button. And I'd be like, I'm pushing the button. And then like the spray of the water went off or it didn't because there was no button. So that was always a good time. And then um, I took a year off to grow my hair. And then I remember going back. I, I was graduating college with no direction. I was like, I want to take on leadership at Worlds of Fun. Got placed at Fury of the Nile, the lead of Fury of the Nile. That was a good time. Then at the end of the year, I went over to, to old Ripcord. Got to be the lead of Ripcord. And that's where I got to work with Matt, who makes uh, occasional appearances on the podcast. So, man, good times. And then it was even cooler. Oh, somebody somebody just finished what he was doing. But then I even just like figuring out who your partners would be when I became an area supervisor, supervising rides. And it was always exciting to be like, oh, all right, this is the person I'm going to work with to make things happen. Pretty cool. So, yeah, theme park side. I just went through every fucking year while you left because I was about to throw it over to you. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, opening weekend this time of year, it's always a good time. Always a good time. All right. So, uh, I hope you had time to think about what you were going to bring up as you were riding the Yeah. I mean, I just got to say this is like, whatever you're doing, you guys need to get a job working from home. <laughs> I have yeah, been you doing just it. Took it on. Yeah, I've been I got a new job a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and I've been working from home and I just I love it. I know something that I was kind of nervous about because I've always not worked from home and you know, being around people and talking to people and I've been so much more productive and just been it's been you know, I work out more, I've been eating healthier more because I'm at home. Like it's just a win, 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 win. So I said that multiple times on this podcast today. I also think like since you've been and I'm not saying you ever like stayed at home and, and did that thing, but I feel like you're more productive on weekends. Yeah. I feel like you're like scheduling time with people and like getting your social time in on weekends. And then during the week, you're just like, you know, you're working, you're chilling, you're feeling good. Yeah. I feel like when I was working, like, cause there's times where I like, if I'm around people a lot, I need some time just to kind of like recover. But since I'm like working from home, I'm not around people throughout the week. It's like on the weekends, it's like, okay, I kind of want to go out and see people and do things and stuff. So it's been more fun that way. Um, my job has kind of brought up, my boss brought up the other day that we might be open to more flex. Ooh, that's exciting. That is exciting. Now, She's only like pitching once a week and stuff, but hey, to mm. start, <laughs> to start. Oh man, yeah, I. That's kind of like one of my professional goals is to be able to work from home though all the time. It's sweet. I don't think wow. I could ever go back. That's awesome. Yeah, man. that's kind of my thought. I was just kind of thinking that. I was like, ah, it's so nice. <laughs> I love that ours were kind of polar opposites. Like I'm nostalgic yeah. about working in person, but I want to work from home. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I it's really miss that. If only I could operate the coaster from home. Yeah, I, I really miss the times when I had to work 52 hour weeks and, you know, I worked every night on the weekends. It was great. I mean, I do miss, don't get me wrong, I do miss that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun, but that was a whole different, I don't know. I couldn't, I don't think I could do it now. I couldn't do it. Now. Yeah. Even I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't go back and do it. Even for like once or twice a week, I couldn't do it. I've tried to do it once or twice a week for like extra money. And it was, it was not easy. Yeah. I'd rather like do something else for is, extra money. Yeah. Your boss is like a 16 year old. And then like your supervisor is like 17 and like pulls you aside and says, I think you have a, I think you can be in leadership. I think you, it's like you'd be really good. Fucking job. Do you not see my job. name on the lead of the year plaque? <laughs> like, do they hide that in 2012? Is that hidden now? Is the can of beans still around? Do you not know who I am? <laughs> oh, good thoughts of weeks though i like it we're going to keep that we'll keep that segment going i like it a lot i'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying working from home and with your dog hell yeah Best hell part. yeah hell yeah well guys we appreciate you listening in that was a great time ranking sea world parks talking about the news you know talking about working from home and not working from home that was a good oh god damn that was a good time i'm really glad you guys listened to that and hung out with us 
anyway uh if you liked our podcast you should be checking us out everywhere we got um go to solo.to slash coaster cuzzies and we've got all the links to all of our social media they're right there we'll have this episode posted so you can go there and listen to it again and you can check out our tiktok our instagram i got a fun little tiktok and instagram kind of series going on the most underrated coaster in each of your states so make sure you're checking that out and requesting what state i do next i just recorded what i do jersey and i just i just said the most underrated coaster in jersey is medusa and i can't wait to get on my phone and for all the people from jersey to be fucking mad about it (laughs) because they're gonna be like no the most underrated coaster in new jersey is el toro that's like no you don't understand what underrated means and i think it's those uh sb spinners (laughs) i should have done that (laughs) no way it's definitely gale force I bet that, hold on, I bet that's, I bet somebody commented that already. I'm going to, while we're here, I'm just going to, I'm going to look through our comments and say, no, it's Gale Forest. Did anybody send that? No, no, nobody sent that. Okay. Well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just had a serious conversation about Patreon, so that'd be coming away soon. Coming soon. And that'll be on solo.to slash coaster cuzzies. We'll make it easy for you. Check it out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm glad Costa Bro and I, we love the SeaWorld parks pretty much the same. Equally. <laughs> Equally. Like so, I almost want to change mine now. <laughs> uh, so, you know what to do, America. Go visit those parks and stay fly. Make sure you do your visual scans, I rock people. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Woo!